Hello and welcome to the Pancreation Philosophy Podcast. My name is Bolcholo Cruz, and here's my co-host. Scott McDonald. I thought you were going to announce me. Okay, I'll say it next <laughs> time. Yeah, and here's my co-host, Scott official. McDonald. Yeah. Bolcholo Cruz, Scott McDonald. Scott McDonald. Pancreation Philosopher. Uh, now it's it's a podcast, but it's live yeah. video stream video now, stream. too. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Oh, Thanks for all our viewers yeah. out there. Yeah. All, our billions and <laughs> billions, billions and billions, billions of and billions. <laughs> Of fans. Of fans out there who have oh. been impatiently waiting. Yeah. we got my man Anders over here, video production specialist, 15 years of age, yeah. deadly with every hand. Yeah. Just definitely waiting. has a job, ladies. Definitely, definitely, has a job. <laughs> definitely has a job. He's totally getting paid for this. Yeah. Um, so what high school do you go to, Enders? He's homeschooled. Homeschooled. Okay, so... I like how this so, is so, so, so you're fucked. But <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the high school that's closest to you? Like if you wanted to go to a dance or something. Uh, I crash all of them at once. Okay. See, that's a smart man right there. But what, just name a high school. What's the closest high school to you? Uh, Bothell. Bothell? Bothell High. Enders has got a job. <laughs> yeah. He's got his job. Yeah. Get counting stacks, son. He is, yeah. All so, right. So today I think we're just going over the um, amateur fights that happened yesterday. Axe fighting in, at Edmonds Community College. We had uh, three teammates that fought. It was supposed to Most be four. <laughs> Jay White's opponent missed weight. Yeah. Um, it was a shame we didn't get to see him compete. But hardest working middle aged man in amateur MMA. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Um, we had Ryan Kim. We had Josh. Josh Kim. Josh Kim. And then Jacob, Brennan. Jacob, what was it? Jacob Brennan? Jacob Brennan. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're just gonna talk about those fights. Do you have the list? Oh, that, oh there's the, a kickboxing fight that happened that I want to talk about. Oh too. yeah, I got it's. And yes. We're gonna kind of delve into the realm of independent fighter. Oh man, and, and the pros and cons of doing that. Mostly cons, like don't do it if you're thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> so that's kind of. Right here, here's the lineup right here. So we want to just start off in order. But uh, before. Just, just kind of to break down what we're gonna do. Are we gonna talk about the amateur fights and then, and that'll be our MMA discussion, and then we'll probably delve into like philosophy, philosophy side of things. Side, yeah, yeah. Just like Pochola's doing a good job at combining yeah. the two. Me, I'm yeah. just ready to talk about whatever, and I don't think we have any limitations. No, not really. It's it's our, it's our shit. So I, I say we start off with the so the first fight. Let's go over Jacob's fight. I missed it. You missed it? I, oh, oh, came you, oh man, you guys came late. I talked to Jacob after, though, and I'm really impressed with him. He's been coming from, like, Bremerton. Yes. Hasn't he? Yes, like, he has. driving all the way to Kirkland, where AMC is, and that shows a whole lot of dedication. His mentality was different on this one from his uh, kickboxing, kickboxing fight. Yeah. He said he was just telling himself he was going to win, and um, he really... From what I what I heard from him, got some good takedowns. He said his ground and pound felt really strong, and um, yeah, I really like Jacob because of all the work he puts in. He's really a grinder and he's dedicated, so it was good to see him get the win. He was stoked for sure. But you oh, yeah. saw it. So. I did. I did see it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, look, look good. He was really close on a few submission attempts. He almost had a guillotine. A arm bar and a knee bar as well. He said yeah. on the guillotine that he thought the guy tapped. The guy tapped. Yeah. He did? Yeah, well, the guy did the thing where God. he hit the ground and then started posting. Oh, oh, what? Look who it is. Oh, man, look at, look at, look at, come like on a, in, bro. Looking like Mr. Miyagi with the Come on, Kensei. Where are you about to make some oatmeal? Oh, oh, man. Getting the quick outs. 
Yeah, I can look Kenzie. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. is going viral. Yeah. It's going viral. You yeah. gonna come you gonna sit here, bro, and eat your oatmeal? Oh man, you know, we, for, we're losing for, Kensei today. Yeah, for, yeah, for those of you <laughs> Kensei's in house slippers and like a <laughs> oddly enough a dress shirt and he's yeah. wearing Bruce yeah. Lee action dynamic yeah, pants yeah. that he got yeah. off eBay. Yeah. It's a it's quite an eclectic outfit. He and he literally say. has a great value <laughs> box of oatmeal in his hand right now. He's not ready to participate in the podcast <laughs> on any level. No. <laughs> oh, I can't oh, say it. Man. Whoa. But anyway, oh, that man. guillotine, man, it's like... Yeah. No, yeah, he was in the guillotine for like well over 30 seconds. Like, mm. like, like uh, it, was, it was an arm and guillotine, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean... That ref's really on his job. <laughs> he wasn't on his job. <laughs> and then, um, well, speaking of that, let's talk about the next match then. Ryan Kim. Ryan Kim. Korean Ryan Kim versus Ryan Skuklinski. Ryan Kuchinowski. Ryan is Kuchinowski. Something like that. Kuchinowski. <laughs> Kuch. Kuch. <laughs> Look up. It's uh, Ryan Kim versus like Ku. How? It literally is Kuchinowski. <laughs> Flawless pronunciation. So we had Ryan Kim versus Ryan Kunchin. RK versus RK. Right, yeah, that's an easier way to break it down. Yeah. RK um, definitely won. Yeah. But was RK really the victor? No. I I liked how Ryan came out. He's very loose, very calm. Landed a, some great low tens. You know, and there was some valid uh, critique of Ryan after the fight that he was a little bit... He was dancing too much and playing tag, and I think that's valid on some level, but I actually appreciate that about his game at such an early level that he can be that loose. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a matter of him dropping on his punches, but Ryan got yeah, some good sitting down on his punches, down sure. on his punches yeah. and just not letting people roll him, exactly. you know? Yeah, roll him or pressure him that easily. I felt like while his movement is fine, you have to make him pay for charging at you that hard. Exactly, yeah. and when you're like... You're so loose and upright, your punches aren't going to be as hard. Yeah, it's he, that fine balance. There was, a, loose. Yeah. there was a point in the second round where he landed some good like left and right hooks and things like that. But, you know, Ryan wasn't tripping. He was like, <laughs> he di literally didn't care at yeah. all that he lost. No. He, did, he gave no fucks and he was like, amateur record doesn't matter. And then right after that, I saw him try to steal Jacob's trophy. <laughs> He literally tried to steal Jacob's yeah. trophy. He's like, this is mine. I win. I win. fight for it. Yeah. I, lo I love Ryan, Ryan Kim, bro. Ryan the realist. Ryan Kim is the realist. Yeah, he did good. There's a lot of opportunities to grow, but that's what you want. I mean, Ryan does not care, and yeah. that he has a great mentality. <laughs> now we have uh, Josh Kim. Yeah, and uh, man, his opponent's name. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yawn. Cool. Man, they they need different opponent names. It's like right there. Jan Kuvalden. Yeah, Jan. Jan Still. I call him Jan Still because he stood in the same place the whole time <laughs> yeah. and got kicked ruthlessly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not trying to be a dick, but that's literally what happened. Josh came out and did what I think everyone at the gym expected him to do was establish range and just keep the guy at the end of his punches. He landed a lot of good body kicks, high kicks, made it really difficult to for the other guy to take him down. Mm -hmm. 
Um, landed some good ground and pound in the fourth and just did what we expected him to do, really, you know? Yeah. yeah I would like to see more pressure from him as well, you know? More uh, the AMC style from those guys, from both he and his brother, because they do have really good range, dynamic kicks, but it would be good to see them pressure a little bit more. That's just what I think, you know? I feel, hmm. Yeah, well, I, f I feel the biggest thing. I think there were some opportunities, just some more striking opportunities that he kind of just they kind of just waited on, like for because like, I feel like the guy was there to be hit. Oh yeah, he was definitely there to be hit. There was zero head movement, and yeah. Josh was clipping him with like straight rights, some hooks, high kicks, and yeah, yeah. And I understand being cautious is very intelligent way to fight, but you know, sometimes you just got to go for the kill, mm -hmm. and that's easier said than done. But yeah. um, he played a. Uh, he played his safe and that's fine, you know, and we'll be seeing him more at that promotion um, Hats off to him, you know the dragon the dragon, dragon. defended his treasure <laughs> It was the night of the dragon yeah. So yeah, that was that was cool to see there's a kickboxing. Oh boy, this, there, there was a kickboxing. <laughs> we don't need to involve their names there, but was. There was a guy from a gym in Canada and then a uh, and this is gonna segue into our independent fighter yeah. analysis. Yeah. Um, so there's an independent fighter who clearly had been training in an alley somewhere, <laughs> with literally no partners, in in swinging at the air like a madman, and he kickboxed against a looked like a trained fighter. Yeah. But those guys in the beginning threw some of the most wild punches I'd ever seen. <laughs> they were literally. I was telling Vince, I was like, man, those were the schlump did it done this. Like, <laughs> the schlump did it done. And what I mean by that is just, just like that, just throwing these wild ass punches. And the guy from the actual gym got push kicked yeah, so, so hard. hard. He like slipped and then like his arms were going like this in the air and he just landed against the cage. It was so dramatic. I think that was the only technique that the independent fighter trained over and over again, but it was just like a fucking sloppy brawl. Yeah. But the, um, they were just throwing the names. Like, I mean, the other guy was tough. He took a lot of shots. He should not. Like, I was going to say in the third round, it was really chilling to me because the guy clearly had his like chin in the air and was punching like this and his corner just screams out yeah keep it out keep working and i was just like no don't keep working so okay independent fighters Ooh, if you're considering what have you what's your opinion on when people don't train at a gym and just kind of go in there and do you have any stories or things you've seen it's I have some pretty fucked up stories about yeah. independent fighters. As in general, bad idea. It's like going it's I don't know, it's like living life with it's like having a car with no airbags. You can do that. I actually know No, it's no, it's works. not. It's like it's like being a Okay, it's like having if your job occupation was crash chest dummy, yeah. it's like, what did you think was gonna happen when he went in there? No, exactly. It's literally like skydiving without a parachute. I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. just take the analogy a little yeah. bit farther. Oh boy, like don't do it. Yeah, I, I didn't even look at what gyms they were from on the uh, fighter lineup. I just knew immediately the guy probably was an independent fighter because he had basketball shorts on. And that's just how <laughs> you know. It's not good. 
That is not no, good. There's a study that was just released yesterday after my analysis, yeah. and, and the conclusion was that 99% of fighters that wear basketball shorts get their ass whooped. Let's go 99.9. 99.9, unless you're Charles Bennett. He's that yes. point one. He's, he's that point he's one. He's the point one. He has knocked fools out with yeah. basketball shorts on. But, yeah, it was... Pretty sure Cody McKenzie found basketball shorts on too. Right, he's probably high as shit too. Oh, definitely. Probably both of them were, but anyway. So there's a guy um, that I trained with at my first Muay Thai or at my Muay Thai gym where I first started training combat sports. His name was Joshua Death Rage. Death Rage. That was his actual. His last name, name was Josh Death Rage. Man, that's like a. And, super and I was no, he's really. And I tried to like. I was like, is it Death Ridge or are you just <laughs> saying it's Death Rage? He's like, no, it's Death Rage. Death Rage. Damn. And so he was an independent fighter, and he took a fight at I think one of Dennis Holman's promotions at the Tacoma Dome. Okay. And he ended up getting sandbagged. He fought that guy. Will Hammond. Oh wow, really? Yeah, the yeah. professional the fighter. fighter Will so he had zero <laughs> fights, right? And which it's just dirty that that happened yeah. to him, oh, right? Yeah. It's kind of the dark side of the fight game. And so, uh, he, I guess he came out. It was MMA fight. The guy Death Rage had zero experience. He comes out, throws a low kick. Uh, Hammond grabs it and then just blasts him in the face wow. and just KOs him, dude. And he had like his nose was broken and crooked and his. And I asked him when he came and trained, I was like, what were you doing before that? He's like, oh, dude, I just trained in my garage. And I was like, and here's the thing. Garage training isn't like always a signal that you're not going to get experience because there's a lot of gyms in Hawaii where it's like there's multiple people, you have training partners. But if you're just in there hitting the bag by yourself, unless you're like some gifted Shaolin monk who can channel the energies of all combat sports ever, probably shouldn't fucking do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Yeah, even if you're Iron Fist. Or right. You know, don't do that shit. So, yeah, that was the... Anything else you thought about with the amateur fights or? Well, oh, you, you, so you didn't see the kids kickboxing? No, I didn't. Oh, I oh, missed man. that. This kids kickbox, put it on. Uh, oh, what about there? There was another independent fighter. It was like the one eighty-five pounders. Like it was. It was did the, the, guy, the guy? The guy with like the long pants. Did he, he win? Was, no, he didn't. Oh <laughs> No, I did, you, like, did you not see that? I was like, I no. That was, that was the fight. Yeah. I thought that's what you were talking about because that was the fight before Josh's. <laughs> no. No, you didn't see that one? And the guy kept rushing and, like, knocked him out. So there was another? There was, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So I was wrong. So there was a fight. <laughs> the fight I was talking about. No, let me see. Was, the, the, was talking about the heavyweights, right? Yeah. Or are you just getting both of them mixed up together? Let me see. Yeah, because like what you were when you, you yeah what what you were talking about you're talking about the heavyweight oh, kickboxing one. I was, oh, talking, shit. I was no. talking about I was talking about this one, the one right before Josh's. No, go ahead. It was one eighty five kickboxing. Yeah. Oh, it literally says independent. It literally says. Oh, the guy I was talking about. He literally <laughs> fought an actual yeah, with basketball shorts on. Though. It looked like he was independent. Yeah, I, know, I was like, that's oh, what you're Wait a second, that, that was different. He fight. wasn't an independent yeah. fighter. That, that was the heavyweight kickboxing after Ryan's fight. After and then, Ryan's and then fight. And the then there was like a 185 kickboxing before Josh's oh, fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wait. Well, I guess there's a new conclusion to draw is that you may be training at a gym where it looks like you're an independent fighter. <laughs> but you get the same results. And you're yeah. paying your pay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, that's awesome. That is, well, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Yeah. Oh boy. 
Yeah, man. Death Rage, man. That's it's a horrible story. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't even really laugh at it. It's really fucked up. No, no, it's just. I mean, yeah, it's just. They're like, oh yeah, we'll match you against this pro. Against this pro. Good luck, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he fought as an amateur. The pro did. Yeah. That's super shysty. It is. Oh man. Oh. Yeah, but don't. It's just. It's just dangerous. Just thinking. Um, I mean. As both Scott and I know, like the sport of fighting is dangerous enough as it is. Why would you take even more of a risk just not training properly? It's, yeah, because the consequences are serious. You know, you can get seriously it's, hurt. It's your health. You're literally gambling with your health. You're gambling with your health to begin with. Mm -hmm. And if you go out there with uh, with no semblance of something behind you, of, of yeah, some, of has semblance of a team behind you, that's even more dangerous. <laughs> oh yeah, and it, the thing is, is you want to be as prepared as possible because. There's like a lot of serious injuries, lacerations, brain trauma, broken limbs. Like that isn't just like a over exaggeration. That's literally what it is. Which I, you know what I was thinking last night, man, is What's up? there just should not be an amateur division. Mm. There should you, not be amateur competition. What would you rather that? It should be like semi-pro. Semi-pro. And there should yeah, yeah. there and if because amateur is already kind of shysty as, as it is. is. But yes. if you were to like do remember. IFL did like a team thing. Yeah. Like if there were to be like a tryout for a semi-pro league, because mm -hmm. um, they had tryouts for these teams. I'm not saying it should be like teams, but there should be tryouts for semi-pro leagues. And you know, if if they grant you permission to get on to the promotion based on your trial, you should then get paid something because am amateurs don't get paid anything they're paying know. gym fees they, they, yeah, if they, they get injured they, they end up paid nothing to get injured yeah really like <laughs> i remember <laughs> uh brian Laska. he used to train at amc he was a really good wrestler he was in a fight at axe or brian johnson's he ended up being put he was winning the fight but he got put in an arm bar and he told us he was like i literally was thinking i have work tomorrow oh damn you know yeah. like oh what do i get my arm broken then i have all these medical bills so yeah, the a amateur fights and promotions don't make a whole lot of sense to me. And um, I've seen people get flatlined in amateur oh, yeah, promotions, oh, man. Yes. And it's We've scary. Seen several people get flatlined. If you guys want to yeah. see one of the most brutal knockouts in amateur history, I just think, or yeah, I want to say f at least MMA history that I've observed, you should look up Torian Washington versus uh, Justin Larson. Oh, man. Is that is that that made me question fighting? That, yeah, that made me question life. Like, <laughs> what am I doing? I was like, dude, he hit him so hard. It was yeah. just literally like, why are we doing this? Why are yeah. we wasting all our like human he, energy? Yeah, he was astral traveling. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Torian Black Washington <laughs> knocked. <laughs> oh man, knocked any racism out of that man <laughs> and it launched into the stratosphere. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. That, it was that, it was crazy, that, man. That was horrible. But with that being said, it's, you know, it's up to the powers that be. Um, what do you think the overhead is on running, like, an amateur promotion? Do you think it's, like, profitable for those gyms? I think, like, it's, I think it's pretty profitable because just think about it, you're not paying anyone anything. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like, well, you're paying for yeah, the you're, venue. You're, so you're paying for the venue, the rental You're probably venue. sharing the cage. Sh yeah, sharing the cage. You're probably paying maybe, like... I don't know, maybe some overhead costs of just like maybe renting chairs and stuff like that. Right. But other than that, it's just all. It's, but the, here's the yeah. thing: the university probably like provides you with that. Yeah, I feel. So. Or not university, the community, community college, college probably provides, provides you with chairs and, and stuff. That, yeah. So I feel it's just the overhead for uh, renting out the place. So I feel like they're. And in you're it. providing the fighters, really. It's, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, from that. So I think it must be semi pro. <laughs> semi pro <laughs> league, man. I'm telling you. Because that's what well, that's what pro is. Anyway, you're you're getting five hundred to show, five hundred to win around here. Like that's 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 that's. I mean, that's just make it pretty. all like that. Yeah, or, or similar to that. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it just brings into question. I mean, then like who? I guess like just the talent pool. I feel like the people that are coming up. But I feel it would be a lot lessened because then not a lot of people can make it. But I feel that would be better overall. You know what I mean? Well, dude, think yeah. about the people that like go in, and then they fight one like a, a upper echelon athlete, and then they yeah. just get fucking get destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, I we're mean, not talking about like you lose a soccer match here. Or, like we're talking about like trauma. Losing, yeah, you're losing brain cells. Yeah. You're breaking bones. Yeah. yeah. I remember one of my amateur fights, dude. I fought a guy who was like, he was O and O. Yeah. Don't look up the video. <laughs> Don't look it up, cause I'm embarrassed Scott. by how I shouldn't have competed. Scott against. McDonald. <laughs> Don't look it up. In the video, like they're like, oh, bro. Oh. Do you want to look it up? <laughs> no, we're saying. Okay. All right. Well, we can look it up since, since we're saying. But okay, who who'd you fight? I don't remember his name. Oh damn! Just look up Scott McDonald. Scott McDonald and McDonald, Scott McDonald. But hey, speaking. But there's another Scott McDonald we know doing MMA. And he lost last night. <laughs> I hope he learns from man. He got guillotined. It wasn't pro. It was. I know. Keep James going, dude. No, it's not Billy Walker. James X. Keep going. Look up. Uh, Scott McDonald. What did they say? Would it be on your... What gym was it? Would it be on... Like, Andrew. The guy's name was Andrew. That's all I remember. Like, do you know who recorded it? Was it... On yeah, the, his coach. Or, his like, coach? what was... Go down. Go down. What gym did he train? Uh, it was, um... Evolution? Okay. Look up Evolution. Scott, how are you gonna feel when you fight the evolution? Oh, it might not be. No. Nope. Look up. It's, they spelled my name wrong, so go M A C. M A C. I remember they did that. Okay. I'll go down. Jimmy McDonald. Keep going. Scott McDonald versus Bob McNuber. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Sounds like a real, a real good one. Go down. Evolution. No, it's... Let me just take out Evolution, maybe that's... Well, anyway, I fought this kid. So what happened? It was his yeah. debut. Well, dude, it was like, I come out in the first round. First, I'm... Were you Sean McDonald? No. No, I looked at him, and, like, I was clearly bigger than him. Fight was out. Is his name Kyle Andrew? No. The fight was at 130. Andrew. Keep going. Okay. And there's... <laughs> I just I clenched him up and just went full... Berserker mode okay. and just need him like 15 times and it was and then I front headlock him head snap took his back and then just ground and pound for like two rounds okay and I think he went out once and it was my old Muay Thai coach who was the ref oh what? he just let me beat this guy up and I was yeah. like man that's yeah and it was his debut, and I had already had three MMA fights, so there's scenarios like that where it's like, mm, probably shouldn't be, me and that guy probably shouldn't have competed, but hats off to him, you know.
I just see stuff like that happen. People get outmatched and then get them getting hurt, you know? That's true. But, and then on the, on the sense too, that's kind of what people are looking for. People are audience members. Oh yeah. You know, they want to see someone they get see hurt. They want to see someone get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you sell tickets. But it's like, exactly. cause two experienced guys, you know, there may be a finish, but there's going to be a feeling out process. Yeah. It's like you can almost guarantee the result if you just overmatch someone. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, this guy can get messed up. Just like the fight I talked about. It's just our bloodlust, I guess. Yeah, man. But it was good to see the squad do well. No one got hurt other than just like some, I want to call them like superficial wounds. I don't want to say superficial, but like really like light cuts on Jacob's like a, face. Yeah. I don't think Josh got hurt at think, all. No. He was good and Ryan yeah. was Yeah, Ryan. He had some cuts and stuff, but I don't think it was anything yeah, major. Yeah, just giving his pale skin. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. I think I think that's why Jacob got he's just so white. Right, yeah. And then he got like Yeah, from he got nashed cheese grated against his shoulder. Cheese. It's like pro Come on, guys, come to the cage. Why don't we just take it a step further and just put chairs in there? Yeah, put chairs in there. If ladders. A, yeah. Hell in a cell. Ladders. Yeah. MMA match. I'll, I'll, def, I'll do that. Crazy. Enders, how do you feel about that? Yeah. A ladder MMA match. It's a train wreck waiting to happen. Where you put the belt. So what you would do is you would string the belt from yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, on top of the, yeah. Okay. And then, well, I'm saying the whole goal is to get to the top of the yeah, ladder the so you wouldn't really be yeah. using your MMA technique. So it wouldn't be an MMA fight, it'd just be a ladder climbing contest. No, that's no, a, no, it, no, no, it'd no, be no, an no, MMA, no. MMA fight with a ladder. MMA fight with a ladder. Wait, yeah. are there two ladders or one ladder? No, no, no. There's just one ladder with Well, now you're getting crazy. Yeah, two come ladders. On, two ladders. Damn it. Come on, Ender. That's unrealistic. God. It's one ladder that? and a belt <laughs> yeah. hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. I'd be down for that. You'd be down for that? Yeah. See, look, he went from skeptical to hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. We need, well, yeah. but I heard it was only one ladder instead of two ladders. Yeah. Well, okay, well, why would the two ladders make a difference now? Because then they would just be climbing, like, they wouldn't be able, they'd be able to barely reach each other, just be whoever can climb faster. No, that's, that make, that make no sense. No why sense. would there be two ladders? <laughs> I never mind. More ladders means more budget. More, and yeah. yeah, well then you have two, you have both. Because it's two people. Because they need to situate two ladders right underneath. And they're the both going to climb the ladder and then use their MMA techniques yeah. while they're on the no, ladder. What, what you can do, no, what you should do, you should be like tag team then. Four people, yeah. two ladders. That already exists. Yeah. That's, yes. There's tag team MMA, yeah. No, 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 but tag team with the two ladders. Oh, so yeah, then, so oh. then like, what, as one guy's trying to hold the ladder yeah, you know, for yeah. the other guy. And she's got to be, and then the other guy's So like, it has to be tag face. team MMA with a ladder in the The guys on the bottom will be trying yeah. to hit each other. Mm -hmm. That's probably how you just, you know, you really secure yeah, concussions. Equal, equal, <laughs> concussions, but equal advantage. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah you would. Yeah, you would. You just, just, just I mean, that's, that's what people watch, you know, medieval MMA or oh, man, uh, MMA a in a labyrinth. I've seen that. That's what I'm going to do after my regular MMA career. What are you going to do? Medieval MMA. I'm going to get a suit of armor oh, and just... Man. Well, no. That's an actual thing too. That, no, it is an actual thing. But why would you do that, man? I've seen guys just get like knocked unconscious, getting hit by steel shields. Because they're not an excuse to hit people with a sword and not get taken to jail. See, man. See, man. That's, that's what exactly I'm why people do medieval MMA. That's exactly Cycles like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly why people do MMA, though. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. And so then, how how are you gonna make that, you know, semi-pro? Not that that's. I'm saying that's not a good idea. And that's. I feel like. 
It's yeah. more of a control if you do semi. It is more. It is more control. But then, what's the incentive for uh, you know for gyms to like switch it to that way? Well, I mean, there's already a highly selective process. Like, yeah. If you look at someone who has the connections, like at our gym, like Matt, where Matt is like observing, seeing that individual he can insert into the next level mm -hmm. of competition. Their gym should already That's just... That's what it should be at the high level, but usually it's not. <laughs> well, there's that, but then also you could do the same thing for semi-pro. There's already yeah. decisions. You, If you're a good coach and if you're running the gym with some sort of ethical framework, you're going to want to look at it and go, okay, like, should I even allow this guy to fight amateur? Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, People feel shouldn't like, just be able to approach and be like, I'm going to get in the cage. I'm getting in the cage. Let's do it. Well, yeah, it should definitely be a more structured process. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I feel... Uh, but, uh... Just more of, let's see what's the, what's, what's the time frame. Like, I feel like it just needs to be more layered in terms of your experience, you know? Like, because there's just people that are con all considered amateur that are just varying levels. Like, it's too much of a disparity. Like, you wouldn't see that, like, in high school basketball, right? You right. wouldn't see, like, oh, yeah, that's a, you wouldn't see, like, a bunch of kids and then they're like, oh, I've been playing basketball for 10 years and I'm six foot, uh, I'm six foot nine. Right. You know, from there. I mean, I guess that does happen, but, like, not to the extent of, like, experience-wise for MMA, so. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but the thing, the thing with the tryout, like, the tryouts are, they do that for tough, right? Yeah. They did that for tough where they had this whole trial process. If you do that for semi-pro, you're able to observe where the person is at skill -wise. Yeah, so, like, higher... Well, just pretty much just higher caliber. I see what you're saying, though. Amateur promotions. How do those yeah. people get experience? Yeah. Grappling tournaments. You yeah. can do. You're sparring yeah. at your gym. I don't know yeah. if you need smokers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just more. No, I'm saying like that. That's all. That's all good aspects. I'm just. I'm just saying that. Uh, not that I'm saying that I wouldn't agree with that, but I feel like just a lot of people, you know, on on the come up, did it's not. It's still not. To that level mm -hmm. where people can get like that kind of, or um, I feel like where people are allowing themselves to get that structure in place. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm saying because I feel like people are too set. It's almost like it's like it's funny how the pro level and the amateur or as far as the amateur structure hasn't really changed you right. know, at all. And I feel like that, that that's the biggest thing. It's just like having more of a standard of what a of the kind of fights that you produce i think is is a, is a big thing and i think that's exactly what, what you're saying there right? yeah because yeah. but then it, then it even makes yeah. more sense for it to be semi-pro because you're doing what professionals do <laughs> but not in that talent pool but you're not getting paid yeah and you don't have yeah, the benefits you're not getting, not, no yeah no yeah only benefits you get is like brain damage yeah like physical damage to yeah your body. Exactly, or just and, and a lot of these amateur guys that I see even at our gym, they're just busting their ass, you oh, know. Yeah. They're training like pros. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I know there's a lot to it, but that's just what I be thinking, man. Mm -hmm. What's next? What are we talking about next? Let's see. Let's talk about how do you. So how do you think? What what should the mentality of somebody who does want to get get into fighting like? What is like what? Sh not not that there should, there should be like one mentality but what are some general things that they should that they should consider mm. like coming in you know because i feel like everyone has a different idea or like maybe like a maybe like a wrong or not wrong but a kind of clouded idea of like what fighting actually entails mm -hmm. and i think that that's kind of what you get when when you come in into like let's say like an amateur thing and then they feel oh i feel like this fight's going to be this but it turns out to be something else 
Like, let's say, okay, let's make it even simpler. Let's say, what would, if you could, you know, go back and talk to, you know, young Scott McDonald mm. before he, make, he does his, you know, before he does any training, what would, what would you tell him? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a deep question, bro. I think I would just, I felt like why I got into the sport, it was, it wasn't, obviously linear it, what it was yeah, was it was not just one thing it wasn't yeah. it was complex yeah. it was you know um my grandfather got me into martial arts because i was experiencing bullying in school mm -hmm. uh, i went to a really rough school um was making a lot of poor choices um was hanging around gangs and things like that and just kind of being rough you know and so once i got into martial arts i had a focus and my focus once i and I didn't start with combat sports. I started with Aikido, like Steven Seagal. <laughs> Aikido. Aikido. And Taekwondo. And, and was, oh, oh, yeah. Taekwondo. But, like, when I was doing Aikido, I thought about combat sports because we were doing all these wrist locks and stuff with Aikido. Like, yeah. it's very on the basis of someone hitting you with a karate chop. Or, yeah. And then you're responding that way. And I was like, I was just looking at our drills one day. And I was like, what if I just sock one of these guys? <laughs> Once if I just threw a right hand right now, I was like, it doesn't matter what he's going to do to my yeah. wrist. I'm yeah. going to drop it. But Scott, what if I do? <laughs> and me and my yeah. sensei talked yeah. at the time. He was like, oh, there's a Muay Thai gym down the street. You should go check it out. So for me, I would just, I would tell young Scott, just stay focused. And honestly, I would say don't train as hard. Train smart, not hard. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like a philosophical, moral thing, um, I wasn't analyzing it at that point. I wasn't really aware of why I was participating. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was really just what what it was was it was an outlet, and it was me just gaining self confidence. Self defense was really like important to me, you know. Bronte's calling me. Bronte. Yeah. Hope it's not emergency. Hold up here. Talk, talk answer. To yeah. So do you even know what I'm yes, talking about, Ender? <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I haven't been listening to anything you guys. I know, because you're just making sure it's running smoothly. Yes. I saw on Nick's Facebook that no, he broke up with Eric. Sorry. This dude took a phone call to go and talk about a breakup. Oh my god, really? Unbelievable. It wasn't an emergency, folks. But no, I was just saying that for me, I got into martial arts for self-defense purposes. And I think I could have become really good without competing. Um, I didn't need to compete to get any answer, really. That's fair. It's just, I wanted to do it and I ended up being good at it, but I think self-defense and knowing how to defend yourself is far more important than attaining any like status or world championship, anything. I just don't think that is the biggest takeaway you should get from martial arts. So that's what I would have probably told myself. Okay. Because then I feel like I would have had more backup plans. I probably would have been more vigilant in school and get my degree versus like thinking, oh, dang, I want to be a pro. I want to be a world. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. So wait, wait, wait. All right, guys. Dial it back. How, how did this go? How did this go off the rails like this? No, I just told him that what I would tell you, what I would have yeah. told Scott yeah. is I would have yeah. said it's not about com co competing isn't, is not the ultimate goal of martial arts. For me, the ultimate goal, I would have just told myself, focus on self-defense. Get really good at defending yourself, learning the arts. You can spar. You can do all these things. If you want to compete, go ahead. But mm -hmm. I would have said you should focus on other things. 
outside of wanting to be a professional and get paid, getting paid for being a mixed martial artist or um, wanting to be a world champion. Now, I'm not saying those goals are wrong. There are some people that are just dead set on wanting to do that, and that's fine. But for me, I think I would have dedicated more time to getting my degree sooner and things like that. So mm -hmm. I just other things that have, make you find honestly though, from there. and this is, may sound critical and I don't want it to sound negative because I admire fighters so much and the dedication and time they put in but honestly things that really matter now you can use fighting as a platform and then I think do all sorts of big and transformative things with it but it's it's not the it's not the best thing you could be I'm just gonna say it's not the best thing you could be doing no no I don't think that's I don't think it's the wrong thing to, I think yeah. to say I feel like the um, it's a uh, it's just you gotta think about if you're looking at if you're looking at prioritizing things in your life think about what's gonna give you like the most like pretty much it's if you put x amount in you're gonna get y amount out fighting in terms of like what you put in and what you get out of it i mean i'm not saying in terms of like monetary things but sometimes like if you really focus on if you really focus you know a bit let's see uh, maybe it's like too much on it you might not get a lot back and then you'll just be disappointed with what you get if, if you real. get set on that but i feel like i mean to you know answer the question what would i tell like my young self is just really enjoying like the process of, exactly. of learning from that and like not not putting too much high goals like on yourself because i feel like that kind of creates unrealistic pressures and then if you're not enjoying like what you're doing then what exactly like what exactly are you doing like with your time because there's still there's a difference between yeah. uh there's a difference between you know growth and then putting yourself like grinding yourself down to nothing for efforts where you think you have to be tough like for that so exactly I think, I, think, I think that's that's a big thing about it you can still push yourself you know because you know growth occurs outside your comfort zone you can still push yourself in the areas of martial arts and become a better martial artist but without having to pretty much you know take away take away your focus on on things that can just help you out in the in the immediacy or something out in, into the future because it's just like in terms of a numbers game it's just gonna be hard to, it's just a hard thing to profit from it's just how it is. Yeah, don't get into it thinking yeah. for monetary gain at exactly. all. Exactly, it's like banking on becoming, like, uh, like an actor, like a famous like actor, actress, or a famous musician. I mean, the, you have to get in it because you love it, and then that just happens because you've acquired the skill and the experience and put in the time. Like that, that that's just how it goes. I feel too many, and especially just how I feel like thinking as a as a youngster or as a as a younger person. Like you don't see. Like I, you see what you want, but you don't understand how to get there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's not necessarily you're not you don't have to don't fall in love with like with like what the people have, but what they had to do to get there. I feel like it's understanding sure. what you had to do to what you have to do to build yourself up to that point. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that's changed <clears throat> in terms of how I look at training, like you know, right now because it's about it's I I mean this is the only you know. This is, no, this is the only life I'll have, so I have to think about maximizing what I'm going to get out of it. Yeah. You know, in terms of just, not just in martial arts, but how is martial arts going to help me with my life, like, from there. Well, and, yeah. it, and the cool thing about martial arts is that it is a space in which you can engage in creative labor, right? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. where you can really exercise the creative portions of your brain, mm -hmm. and it is a laborious process it's sweat it's the it's just your muscles being drained it takes every bit of you to get good at the sport yes. if, if that's it what you're pursuing it takes an extraordinary amount of effort to get there 
but there, there's like especially in our society now there's very few like jobs careers or spaces where one can go and participate in creative labor right mm -hmm. it's just think about like the whole nine to five grind that is really just taking first of all you don't have a lot of opportunities to be creative at a basic nine to five job but then it, what it does is it takes that and then it's used to benefit the company as a whole you're not yeah, really exactly it's like yeah. you're, not, you're not working I mean, you're you're not working for yourself. You're working no. to help. You're working to help the company, help help themselves. Exactly. But I, but I feel like that's like, I feel one of the biggest takeaways, like at least for me in terms of martial arts, is just getting the is just understanding how to get pretty much just how to get things done in terms of like a in terms of like having a process, having a plan, putting mm -hmm. in the effort, and then getting, and then just trying to you know just trying to accomplish like task. Mm -hmm. in terms of that because i've learned just from you know the from the regular training like forcing myself you know forcing myself to like do things i necessarily like don't want but seeing the pathways of how they lead me to like further growth from there and that's mm -hmm. how i like try to approach like other like other things or other ventures in my life in terms mm -hmm. of like that kind of that like determination preparation and then execution of those mm -hmm. things i feel yeah. like it's critical like from there and i feel like that's like that really gets ingrained in terms in, in terms of martial arts because you kind of have to do to do that if you want to get if you want to get somewhere like in there right yeah and and that and that's uh for me i, I don't look at it as like that um like for uh what do you like i don't look at it in that type of formula <laughs> for me what it was was it was really just it was just really about expression for me it was expressing more, yourself yeah because i think now i'm like man like when i listen to what bruce lee had to say about martial arts a lot of it is like breaking out of that 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 the, static that, that mold that static that really either society tries to put you in or that just um and by uh, static you're talking about like the what the the place that society has for you or societal change exactly that's what yeah. i mean so like yeah. literally you're born into a world and then based on your culture you are there's certain things that already are laid out for you if you mm -hmm. want to be successful yeah and so what you start doing is you either start dumbing down like your inherent creative qualities like it happens in school it happens in jobs like you aren't given that outlet you feel like you're not expressing your true self you're not i feel like you're not mm -hmm. because i mean think about the problem with like standardized testing mm -hmm. think about why like in our nation alone i feel like anti you know we know antidepressants are consumed at a like completely mm -hmm. irregular basis on a yeah. global scale people are not fulfilled in what they're doing yeah. so and i think a lot of that has to do with the denial of the creative self i feel i feel yeah. that's, a, that's a very big thing because i think or that, that's a very good point you bring up and i think mm -hmm. it goes back to not only standardized testing but look at like our school system itself and just wonder like okay why why was it why was it put in place it's not to necessarily help people it was put in place to indoctrinate people exactly indoctrinate people create good workers exactly just be part of the you know just be part of the economic machine like from exactly there. Like and that's it, it trains them to do so like go in show up at this time get out at this time come back again next day that's exactly what the people give you a few days off then come back and get it at it again brother exactly well no and it's all you learn about all the disciplinary mechanisms through school mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so that's what i'm saying for me mma was an alternative mm -hmm. to those things to those forces mm -hmm. and it i remember i would always talk with like trevor jackson about it and like there was a time when i was training for my pro when i was training for my pro debut i had lost that mentality i had about fighting the, the words creative, the yeah i lost yourself. it and I, yeah. I was just like it's just pro too much of grind for you yeah yeah, and so what I, I remember I was like working out. I was like, this is a fucking grind. And Trevor walked up to don't, me. Don't, don't, yes. No, I know. Yeah. No, he was really like, yeah. I don't want to hear you say that. 
He's like, he's like, don't, he's like, I don't want to hear you say that. And I understand that now. So if you're getting into it, like you have to, the, the problem with fighting now, or like the thing with the UFC is like, it's just commodifying everything and it's losing the essential spirit of martial arts. Like, and I f if that's, that's probably a controversial statement. I don't really don't give a fuck, but it's like, you have guys like Conor McGregor who are genuine martial artists, but came in and changed the culture of the sport by like making it extremely Americanized, I feel like. So what happens is he and comes in- what do you in, mean by that, by Americanized? Dude, all he did was do a WWE gimmick. Mm -hmm. That's all he did. And I love Conor, don't get it twisted, but he came in and he's like, I'm just gonna start talking mad shit. Like, and he had been doing that before. That's honestly his personality. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the rewards that he's reaping, not only from being a performer, but by being that personality, now everybody's trying to do it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking shit and failing at it remarkably. Think about what's her name? Joanna. Mm -hmm. Think about just fighters, just blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're doing this so you can get a higher paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. It's been commodified, right? And that's what happens whenever things in our economic system, once the powers that be get a hold of it and then it's subject to the markets and profitability. I understand you got to continue to make money and there's a ton of overhead for UFC events and I get the business side of it, but it's like, what is that doing to the culture? What is that doing to the culture of the sport? And so I think a lot of people now they get into it and when they're training, they're Should like, get that? <laughs> if I make it to Bellator or if I don't make it to UFC, it's all for naught. I'm not saying everyone has that mentality, but like you just can't. It's got to be your mm -hmm. journey. It's got to mm -hmm. be a subjective mm -hmm. experience. Cause in order for you to like, I don't know, especially like getting in the cage with another person and then just battling with them, like yeah, if, if that if that's your if that's your get rich quick scheme, that's not working. No, you know? and who? Someone else did a really interesting breakdown on. Um, MMA. It was uh, Josh so. Barnett. Okay. What, what do you What do you say? The War Master. He will. I can we. I wonder if we can look it up. Look, he t talks about like sports and how all sports are a form of war. That's another interesting perspective we should talk about. Just like sports is war. Sports. Well, it is. Well, it's. Yeah, it's modified war. Uh, no War Master. Man, he just keeps it so weird. I'm hearing some sounds. I was like birds. I was like, what? what? Oh, there's what? the history of MMA. Let's see what that is. I thought that was me. Oh. My name is Josh Barnett, and uh, I'm a professional. I wonder if you talk. Of people's lives.
history. Uh, and at this point, I like the person I am, and I'm okay with the life that I'm living. And the worst things that I've ever done, if they even in consideration to MMA, those are nothing in life. Like I, it's no, really, it doesn't matter. They're so small potatoes, and, and what people do, and what what's available for one's life, and, and the choices that can be made. Yeah. I mean, he's touching on a lot right now. That's right, Kente. Yeah, he turned it up. Was a leap. That's Josh Barnett. <laughs> What's that, Ken? Say. And that causes friction, I suppose. Not usually for me. Usually for others. They have a hard time understanding that that concept. They want to try and change the world to the way they believe that it should be. I know how the world is, and that's. I know when it is difficult for me, and the things that I don't like about it, and the things that I, I don't agree with, and I wish were different. And, 
things that I can't change, I don't. I, I can't change them. The things that I can, if it's if it's a, if it's worth it, then I will. And I'm just like anybody else, man. Sometimes there's those things that you can't change, or those things that. Uh, I was like, it's been. Fr- he's just frozen just like this. Just be. Wait, that's because he wants to be there. That's because. <laughs> That's how he expresses himself. That's how he wants to and be he's, right and there. He's not changing for anybody. So no, he's not going to move. He's not, not going to move. We're like, Josh, can you Josh, move? Can you move? I'll move when I want to move. Yeah. <laughs> How's he doing that without moving his lips? That's extreme <laughs> self-control, like yeah. the discipline you talked about. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a good that's a good thing. That did, he didn't talk about what he didn't I talk wanted. about the he didn't talk about what you necessarily said about sports being war. But it, we it can talk it. about it though. Sports essentially that it just fulfills that human need to be think about it. You're behind it. you're behind a team. You're, you're trying. No, go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah you want to try Finish to conquer point. somebody. Yeah. It's like and that's how people get so rowdy because people like to be behind their tribe. Like, oh, my tribe exactly. won here. Like from there, there's like what? What does that? What does that even mean? That's what I was telling like, DJ yesterday. I was like, sports. We were talking about gangs and yeah, you know, Is that, or like in turf and stuff like that. Like yeah, well, like, you're fighting for who? For what? And fighting for, for the what block part? I grew yeah. up on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what all Josh Barnett did there was that was a subjective analysis of why he participates in MMA. He's saying yeah. he's not doing it to make yeah. anybody happy. He does understand it's a business. He doesn't take yeah. business personal. And he knows that by him being his genuine, most genuine self that he'll perform. And you could even say that's like his existential analysis. It's like yeah. Jean-Paul Sautier talks about the genuine self and how mm-hmm. we are the, it's there's, it's not God or anything. It's we make our own choices. And so Josh Barnett is definitely following that, that line of thinking. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it reminded me, what did he say? He's like, I'm not here to like, did he, didn't he say? I'm not here to be subservient. Subservient. But in a way, when you fight, you are like subservient to people at that people program. That pay, yeah. That pay you. They pay you. It's just They decide it, yeah. whether you stay here or you don't. Yeah. So, um, and that's the other thing too. Like him, just in listening to him, I thought about that scene from Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Right. Is this what you came to see? Because that's what keeps you. That's what keeps you there. Mm-hmm. War. Sports is war. It's deep. Yeah. I think it has to leave soon. So it's probably gonna wrap it up. <laughs> you gotta sports, leave soon, Andrew. Sports is war. Sports is war. Sorry. When does he see when you try to find something? It's just of course. Like, Josh Barnett says fighters aren't as tough as before. <laughs> That's 2013. Well, it exists somewhere in the margins of the internet where yeah. he compares, or he says that all sports is war. In MMA, is really no different. It's not actual. War, like you know, Tim Kennedy talked about. Like, I hate when people use it as an analogous for war, but that's not what they're saying. It's saying it, it was based on that, it was that conflict. Yeah, yeah it's, just like it's, politics. It's supposed to be simulated war, essentially. Yeah, politics yeah. is a lesser form of war. Yeah, it's not the actual taking of lives. It's negotiation. It's adversarial. It's like even in courtrooms, mm-hmm. there's the state, and then there's the defense, or there's the plaintiff and the defense. It's like it's adversarial. It's like war. Yeah. But yeah, Tim Tim Kennedy literally gets like fought in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. He's like, I hate, I hate that comparison. It's, it's like war. No, I know. Yeah. We get it. It's not actual war. Uh, 
All right. I think that's a good way to conclude it. Me wrapping it up? Yeah. Any last words, Ender? No, just close it. Just stop it. Stop. Stop the presses. <laughs>